The pop-up group is not only to build a community to either bring them into the next level with you, but it's also to inspire those who have not taken action yet. Hey everyone, welcome back to Engage Groups Podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about pop-up groups. So what is a pop-up group? When do we use it? Now, you likely already have a free group where you're funneling your fans in or you're creating fans within the group. You're creating a community. You're building that like, no trust, get to know each other factor and in a very safe environment. Then you might have a paid group. So for instance, for those of you who run memberships, you have a Facebook group or, or any community platform for the people in your membership so that they can connect together, ask their questions, get notified of new content in your group, etc. Then we have something called a pop-up group. So a pop-up, as you might already know, is a temporary thing. So we heard of pop-up stores where like big brands will just create a temporary store, usually in a downtown area where people can come in and view their things. So they may not have a specific location somewhere or they don't have a location in that particular city, but they'll do this pop-up. So the pop-up is temporary. So we have two types of pop-ups, a paid pop-up and a free pop-up. Let's talk about the paid one. And then we're going to go into the free because it has more to do with our launch. Although some of these paid pop-ups could do with have something to do with launches and monetizing your group as well. So a paid launch, a, a paid pop-up could be something like if you're running a course for three months. So you have a paid pop-up group for three months or maybe four months so that people can catch up and use that extra month to catch up and ask questions. You could have a paid pop-up if you're running, let's say, a six-month coaching program. So then your pop your that group is available for six months. Who could have uh, even shorter? So for instance, I ran a workshop on how to use a challenge to grow your group, grow your list, and fill your membership and fill your courses. If you're interested in that, you can go to engagegroups.com slash challenge launch. The workshop is there and available for you to purchase. So we use, I used a pop-up group the first time I ran it. I used a pop-up group and in the pop-up group, they got to ask questions. They posted their progress. They posted their wins. I asked them questions. I let them know when the recordings were available. We, you know, I did a live in there, answered questions. So it was very supportive. It wasn't just like, here's your, um, it was actually a pretty long workshop. It was about a day. So about six hours of content. And I had the pop-up group so that they can further, you know, have a place to ask their questions, have a place to be inspired by what other people are doing or the actions that others are taking. I then also used it to sell and move people on to another offer that I had for them. So I used that paid pop-up to actually launch something else as well. And then you can also do a paid pop-up for something like a challenge. So if you are running a, you could either run a free challenge which with a paid upgrade that you might put into a Facebook group, or you could do a paid challenge, no free portion of it, just the paid portion where people have to pay and they need to be in a pop-up group specifically for that. Here's my pet peeve. If I'm paying for something, I want a separate area for that so that those who like, you know, I wouldn't want to pay for a challenge and then I'm in a 
Facebook group with people that didn't pay for the challenge. That doesn't feel right. It feels icky. It feels like I'm in there to help support someone else, you know, the, the, the host's ability to engage their group and maybe sell to the people that didn't buy the challenge. I need a separate place for that challenge. It just makes sense that everyone who's paid for it are in a separate group because they've paid for it. And they're all going to be talking about what it is, you know, the challenge in that group. And they don't want to have to field questions from people who are not in the challenge about the challenge. So if I'm talking about, let's say, a concept called ABC, and then I post about it and someone says, oh, so what is this about? How does it work? What does it do? What are the benefits? What are the pros? What are the cons? That's not up to me to be answering all those questions. So we definitely need a different pop-up group for anything that's paid. So if you're running a challenge that's paid or you're running an upgrade version of your challenge, you can consider having a paid pop-up group for that. Don't ask the people who have paid to be in your free group, okay, to answer all the questions. What I did in my last challenge is I had a paid option, paid upgrade option. We didn't have a pop-up group, but I had Zoom calls with them. We had four Zoom calls during my whole challenge where they could ask their questions. So that was separate. It wasn't live streamed into the free group. It was recorded. I gave them the recordings. That was a little, you know, that's what I wanted to keep separated. It was the first time I ran and I wanted to see how that would go. Maybe next time I would do a paid pop-up group we shall see. So that would be your paid pop-ups for a challenge. So the challenge or or your launch. So if anyone's paying a fee to come into your launch, and typically this is a lower fee, then create a paid pop-up group. Let's talk about what if we're doing a free launch, right? There's no money to pay to come into the launch. You're doing a challenge, you're doing, you know, you're putting out videos that you've created, etc. What if you're doing that? Do you create a pop-up group? Okay. Or do you run it in your free group? This is a question I get all the time. Here's what I'll say. And you can give or take a thousand, right? But I say if your group is, your free group's 4,000 or more, then run your challenge in a pop-up group. Okay. So if your free group is already at 4,000, maybe at 3,000 even, run it in a paid, run it in a, a pop-up group. Reason being, if 4,000 people are in your free group and only 1,000 of them, 500 of them, whatever, sign up for the challenge, then you're going to have way more people in your group that don't even know this challenge is happening or may not know or decided not to. Maybe they're busy with other things. Maybe it doesn't fit their schedule right now. But now they're going to be notified of things going on in the group that don't pertain to them. And what's going to happen? They're not going to engage. So engagement will go down. It's not, and it's going to reach less people. It's not going to be of interest to them. Some might actually leave the group. Okay. Now, if we put all those people that signed up for our particular launch in a pop-up group instead the engagement on those 300, 500, 1,000, 1,200, whatever people is going to be higher because that community is built on who's in the challenge, the activities in the challenge, doing the homework, asking questions about what has been presented, et cetera. And that community will be strong. And that's great because then when you make your offer, they're going to want to move on 
with the people in that group because they've connected so much with them. Okay. So let's talk about pop-up groups and what do we need? What are the key elements of a pop-up group? So first things first, I'm going to say you have to communicate with them. And what is the number one thing to communicate? But to communicate when the group is going to be paused or when you're you're going to step away from the group. Okay, let's talk about pausing. You can pause a group, which used to be called archiving group. You can pause a group. Now, if I press pause on a group, that means anyone in the group can still watch the Facebook Lives. They can still read all the content. They can still access files or videos or what have you. They can search. Just no one can create a new post or a comment. So the nice thing about this is that you don't have to go and maintain this group once you've paused it, right? You pause it and you don't need to go in and make sure that new people aren't coming to join the group. You don't have to go in and check that all the comments and things like that are in, in your community rules. It is just, it's like they just get to view, read, watch, and that's it. There's no commenting, no posting as well. So you don't have to worry about any of that. So that is a nice thing about pausing. Sometimes people with pop-up groups will say, hey, you know, we're going to switch gears to those who signed up for our paid program. So I will no longer be active in this group. We'll leave it for you to do your thing. So typically people will pause the group. You know, the event is over, it's done, but you need to communicate this. So here's how I would communicate this. And, you know, I heard a a quote yesterday and it was, you either win or you learn. And I learned a lot about doing a pop-up group and not putting in a pause date, not putting in a end of support date, you know, that I'm, I'll support them until this day. And then I'm moving We're you know, switching gears. So when I ran my challenge workshop and I ran the pop-up group, I didn't mention when the group was going to be paused. <laughs> so it became very awkward when I was like, oh, right. I need to pause this group. What do I do now? So here's what I would say. So luckily for me, like it just kind of died down, you know, like less people were going through the workshop or, you know, they'd already ran their challenge. So we were good and it just like kind of died out. For you, what I would say is from the beginning, pick a date that you will pause the group and stick to it. If you can pick a date and a time, even better. So you could, if you don't pick a time, you could just do pause it after midnight, or you could say, you know, 5 p.m. Eastern, we're going to pause the group on August 31st, let's say, so that you've got that specific date in mind and time. Okay. So how do you communicate this? A, when you invite them into the group, once they've signed up for your challenge or your paid, whatever your either your free challenge or your paid workshop or your paid challenge, part of the challenge, tell them, here's the pop-up group. Be sure to join now. The pop-up group will remain active until X day and time. So that's one in the email. And any follow-up email, also put that in. Number three, so that was number two. Number three, put it in the cover image. So say challenge workshop pop-up group active until or active August 1st to August 31st, whatever the dates may be. Okay, so definitely definitely communicate that. Next. 
other key elements that you want in any group that I run is I always put in an introduce yourself post. So a post where everyone can go and introduce themselves. I always give them four questions. Where are you from? Tell us what you do. What do you want to get out of this community? And then the fourth one, I always make something really funny for people to share, whether it's two truths and a lie, or tell us something really interesting about you that we never would have guessed before. So those are just a fun way for people to communicate. Next, you're going to have onboarding. So what are the things you want them to do once they're in? You want them to introduce themselves, RSVP to your events, and you know, depends on what you've got going on. So you'll have a list of things that you want them to do. Make sure you have some sort of onboarding in there. In our membership, we have a great section on onboarding. And if you're interested in that, go to engagegroups.com slash membership. It is a really unique way of onboarding people that I don't see often, but works really well for my members who have done it. Okay, next, you want to create events. Create, go into your group, create an event, and invite those in the group to come into it. The nice thing about having a pop-up group and events is that Facebook will only invite 500 people into your event, right? When you say invite all. But if you're doing a pop-up group and it's not the 4,000 people from your free group, you know, you're doing a pop-up group, then you may have less than 500. So you can invite the 500 all in one shot. If you have more than 500, Facebook will invite 500, you can go back in and then manually invite the others, okay? So that is a nice little bonus, a little gold star to to having a pop-up group. While you're in this pop-up group, you're going to help them. You're going to ask them, where do you need help? How can I help you? Or you're gonna do a Q and A, you're going to do a Facebook Live, or you're gonna be answering all their questions. Perhaps you take some screenshots of, other challenges that, or other things that you've done that's pertaining to the challenge and put it in there. Have a post where people can post their homework or post their wins. Really bring the community together, inspire people. The pop-up group is not only to build a community to either bring them into the next level with you, but it's also to inspire those who have not taken action yet. So if you have a particular piece of homework that you need them to do, have a post specifically for that, for people to share their homework, because once they share their homework, It'll inspire someone else to do homework, the homework, or it'll give someone the idea that will, an idea that will help them get unstuck where they've been thus far, right? So they, maybe they were stuck. They're like, everyone's thing is circular, but mine's linear. So then they'll see someone will have an example that's linear that they could use or vice versa. I always love that. Okay. So this is it for pop-up groups. Hope you enjoyed that. We will be back next week with more on monetizing your groups. Bye.